I'm Bay, and you're listening to Bay Baltimore, a weekly pop culture and society podcast recorded in a quiet neighborhood in Baltimore. This episode, I want to talk about Korean zombie films, specifically um, two films, uh, Rampant and Rampant and Kingdom. All right, so this weekend was um, Artscape. Um, And for those of you who are uh, new to the show and you are unfamiliar with Baltimore culture, Baltimore, we love our arts. We have really awesome um, and a really awesome art scene. We have a very uh, thriving art scene and art colleges and all of that stuff. And so because everyone is artsy in Baltimore every year, in July, we host what is called Artscape. It's over um, usually downtown, like kind of center city. And um, it takes up, it's like, it's a festival. Um, it's a festival of art. So all sorts of art, um, dance, music, uh, painting, uh, sculptures, you name it. If it's arts, if it's computer graphics, if it's blowing things up on a giant billboard and playing games um we got that so just google artscape it's literally one word um even though it's 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 art and then scape smushed together artscape um anyway that was this weekend and it happened to coincide with one of the hottest and most humid weekends on record for a while i don't know that it was historical but it was on on saturday morning I always like to get up and I go walk in on um, Saturday mornings and when I can. And when I woke up at 630, it was 85 degrees and the sun wasn't quite up yet. So needless to say, um, by the time I had finished around 830, I'd gotten out just after seven o'clock and I walk uh, quite a while. Um, I like to walk around in the neighborhoods and things because I don't do... The tracks, um, you know, those cute little waterfront tracks because there's too many people um, there. So I like to walk around on my own, on like the main drags. Anyway, well, I got finished before, uh, faster than my normal time, apparently because it was just so hot. Because by the time I'd finished, I went on, um, you know how your phone has the little the little weather app. And I went on my phone and it said, yeah, it's 85 degrees, but it feels 93. And I said, yeah, it does feel 93 degrees because I darn near passed out. So anyway, so it was just real, real hot. And then mine calls me, my my bestie mine. She calls me and is like, so what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, or today. And I'm like, nothing. And she's like, well, I mean, you want to do Artscape? And I'm like, not really. But I will come to your house and we will figure it out. And we will look at Artscape from your window. Because she lives right near where the festivities always occur. Um, and she's got a, a perfect view of at least of the, of the tops of the tents and things like that. And of course, the noise pollution and all of that. Anyway, so we did not end up going to anything Artscape related. We, we took an Uber because it was too doggone hot to even walk outside. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm seeing parents um, pushing their babies in strollers. And it's well, at this point, 100 degrees. close to if it wasn't 100 degrees it felt like 107 you know one of those one of those effects it was like 95 96 but it felt like 100 and plus with the heat index 
anyhow, I was like, oh, you know, you a G for wanting to be around a fussy baby who's hot, doesn't want any clothes on, wants to be inside and cool, but whatever, that's their business. Anyway, so, um, so we ended up hanging out at her house, uh, for a while and then catching an Uber and going to a market. And when we, when I say market, I'm not talking about the grocery store. I'm talking about in Baltimore, we have these things called markets and it's a brick and mortar building that houses multiple restaurants and we have them all over Baltimore. Um, and so we went to this particular one that wasn't very far from Artscape itself. And we just hung out for a while um, until the sun went down. Actually, beyond when the sun went down, we were darn near, um, I think it was after midnight before we finally left. Oh, it was before midnight because they was about to close. And that's why we left. Anyway, but it was still warm darn near at midnight. But, you know, obviously the, the sun had long gone down, so it was a little bit way better than it was during the day. But... All I say all of that to say it was hot this weekend on both Saturday and Sunday. And not to mention, I go to work and I'm talking to colleagues and they're saying, repeating what what a reporter that I follow from The Sun, Justin Fenton, said, which was this year's Artscape was garbage. For the most part, it was very boring. Um, wasn't It was uninspired and wasn't a lot to do. Um, I wouldn't know. It was too hot and we weren't there. So, um, but anyway, so we just kind of were weirdos and did our thing, which was fine by us. Anyhow, so why am I talking about this? Oh, because, um, so I was bored on Sunday evening, just kind of, you know, just trying to slow down. I had conference calls and then I had my nephew's birthday party to go to. But there was a lot of time to fill between all of this stuff. And so I went back on Netflix and I got recommended one of the dumbest movies I have ever attempted to watch. It's um, Dangerous Obsession, something like that. It was on the home screen. And it's this um, Asian woman is lead character whose name I cannot remember, but I think she's kind of a big deal. She's been in a number of things. Um, but I can't call her name, but go to, if you, I know you use somebody's Netflix or you have Netflix yourself. I think it's called crazy obsession or dangerous obsession. Anyhow, girl, the movie is terrible. The, the, the preview is terrible. The preview is good and terrible. And then I couldn't get to the first, what, 15 minutes before I just had to turn it off because I kept talking more than I was listening because all of the plot holes, it was just, ew, what? Ew, why are you acting like that? Why are you doing that? This is bizarre. Like, man, crying out of nowhere. Like, anyway, it, anyway, it was, it was terrible. And so that got me to thinking, well, like, I can't really trust the recommendations that Netflix gives me because clearly of the, in the years that I've been using Netflix, you still can't figure out what I would like and what I don't like. I think it's bizarre that you would just, you, you would just push this terrible movie in my face as if that's not the sort of thing I like to watch. Um, 
But yeah, because like what, what I ultimately like to watch is, is a lot of different things. Of course, I like to watch people of color focused films like that goes without saying. I like to see brown people leading and being doing whatever, but being in the lead. I love um, action films. I love documentaries. I love, as we know, supernatural films. Um, I love uh, do I love superhero films? Eh, kind of. I could take them or leave them. Um, but it's more about the story um, and where it's taking you. And so the other part of this, I really love Westerns. I love um, zombie films too, believe it or not. Even though they're gory and I'm a scaredy cat, um, I actually like that sort of thing. And so, and I also absolutely love um, samurai movies. Did I say that already? So I love I love spaghetti westerns. I love um, movies about samurais. Um, I love historical pieces about brown cultures. So anything over the formation of China, um, you know, African countries. Um, I mean, you name it. New Z- well, can I think of a can I think of a recent movie about New Zealand? Or Easter Island, I can't. But anyway, like if there was one, I would watch it. Um, and so, so anyway, so I, I I like a wide range of films. Um, and so I fell into maybe maybe a month ago. Um, I watched. I ended up watching um, Kingdom, um, which is this series kingdom is a series um and i think it was season one that i watched and i think it was eight episodes and um yeah it followed this prince um whose father's kingdom that he stood to inherit was beset by this plague that as a viewer you come to know is zombies basically um, and so I watched that and I, I, um, what do you call it? I binge watched it cause it was so good. Um, but I did have to, I, so, so it's like, I binged the first couple of episodes and then I stopped because I was just like, Ooh, this is intense. Ooh, this is a lot. And so I stopped, but then I picked it back up and I finished the rest of the series and it was just real good. Um, and then last week I ended up watching rampant, which for two seconds, I was confused because I was like, is this a part two? Is this like the prequel to Kingdom? But no, it's a completely different film. It's just the same premise, um, sort of similar premise. Um, a prince comes back to his father's kingdom. Um, there's some things going on with the family. And there's also a plague that has beset the um, the kingdom. Um, or the people of the kingdom and, and the plague we come to know is zombies. Um, and then the origin of that. And even in kingdom, um, there's a very interesting origin to how the thing started to begin with. So anyway, um, yeah, I was just thinking, so those are the type of films that I like. I like that. And then, you know, um, Dear white people, you know what I mean? Like all of the stuff, all of the things with brown people in the lead, um, period pieces, modern pieces, 
fantastic ones and somber ones, you know what I mean? Sci-fi, what have you, that's my jam. And so I just couldn't, like the only thing that this, uh, what do I call it? Crazed obsession. What is it? You, when you go on Netflix, um, you'll see it. It's like dangerous obsession, whatever. Um, the only thing that connected me to this film was that the, the lead woman is an brown an Asian actress. That's it. Um, yeah, that's literally it. And she's being chased or conned or bamboozled by this white man who's saying he's her husband. Anyway, it's not great, but uh, maybe you can get through it and just love it. Anyhow, I will not be watching it. That was that that 15 minutes was enough for me. Anyhow, but like, yeah, so just looking at that terrible movie reminded me that here lately I had seen some really great movies. And so today I want to talk about two of them that I really enjoyed, which was again Kingdom and Rampant. So I will start first with Kingdom because that's the one I first watched. Um and while I won't go episode by episode, I will give you the main blow by blow for you know, the premise of it, how it, you know, yeah, I'll give you the blow by blow in terms of like the, the critics, critical reception, um, when it was released, who's starring in it, the plots, um, how I enjoyed it. Um, and then I'll do the same for Rampant. Okay. All right. First up is Kingdom, and it is a South Korean TV series. Um, and Rampant itself is also a South Korean movie. And I, I just wanted to make that distinction because it's important. That's where the 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 entertainment. That's where the movies came from. That's the the directors and where it was produced and all of that. So I wanted to be true to that. But before I get into the review of Kingdom, um. Really quickly, the movie that I was talking about, that terrible movie from Netflix, is called Secret Obsession. And the the woman who's in the lead is called is Brenda Song. Now I don't I, I her face looks familiar to me and not in that way where oh all people look alike, but no, I think I've seen her in something. Um, but I can't call what it was, but um dang I can't call what it was. But anyway, Brenda Song, look it up. Um it's terrible. She's great, but the movie is terrible. Anyway, um, so back to Kingdom. So it is a um, South Korean uh, TV series written by Kim Jung-hee and directed by Kim Seung-hung. Um, and I'm, I'm reading from their, the wiki page, the Wikipedia page, and it says... It's Netflix's first original Korean series, which is bizarre, but whatever, I loved it. Um, is that... I guess it is true. It's just, I guess I thought I saw... I guess I thought I saw Korean language movies on there, but this is their first produced um, original series. Anyway, so it premiered um, this January uh, the 25th. Um, and the movie itself or the series itself is adapted from a web series, webcomic series called The Kingdom of the Gods, which was authored by Kim Jung-hee and then drawn by Yang Kyung-il. And the movie itself or the series itself um, it stars Juji Hoon, Ryo Seung Ryong, Bae Du Na, and Kim Seung Kyu. Uh, Kyu. Yeah, Kyu. Um, 
And it's not eight episodes. It was six episodes. So I must have stopped after the third and picked back up for the last three. Um, Because I think they're, yeah, the runtime, it says here that the runtime is 43 to 56 minutes. And so it's just a lot of time um, devoted to each each episode. and, And I think it was just a lot going on. What I could say just right off the bat is stylistically, these movies are shot beautifully. The colors are gorgeous. And then the attention to detail in terms of the garments that, you know, you would wear if you were a servant, courtesan, if you are the princess, the prince, the king, all of it is beautiful. And it reminded me of... What was that movie? Hero? Oh, did you ever watch Hero with Jet Li? Um, what is that? Yeah, it was called Hero with Jet Li. Those colors were beautiful. It wasn't quite as beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't as beautiful as Hero, but it reminded me of Hero in terms of all of the colors. And it was just beautiful. Um, and again, as a period piece. So this was set... I can't call when it was set. Give me, um, I'll circle back around to that, but it's set in the, the, the early days of the actually way back in the hundreds, not the 16 or anything. It was like the hundreds, like 300 BC. Uh, I'm a liar, not 300 BC. Anyway, um, that was dumb. Anyway, I'll circle back around to that, but it's supposed to be in ancient times. Um, so anyway, let me just give you the synopsis and stop being weird. Anyway, it was set in Korea's medieval. Thank you, medieval. Why am I so weird? Medieval times. Um, so it was set in Korea's medieval Joseon period. And it tells the story of Crown Prince Yi Chang, played by Ju Jing Hoon. Ju Ji Hoon, um, who becomes embroiled in a coup slash political conspiracy and is forced to embark upon a mission to investigate the spread of a mysterious undead plague that has beset. Look at them using the same word that I use um, beset the current emperor and the country's southern provinces. Now, what I'm going to tell you is, how can I tell you this without spoiling it? Oh, I want you to see it. I won't spoil it. Anyway, I'll keep going. So the story starts with a notice written in Korean on a billboard um, claiming the king, uh, the king of Joseon, Joseon is dead and the king crown prince should be crowned immediately as the new king. However, inside the palace, the king is known to be severely sick and has been secretly treated for the past 10 years. No one was allowed to visit the king, not even the crown prince himself. Late at night, the crown prince sneaks into visit sneaks out to visit his father, wanting to know the truth. But instead of his own father, he in, he's encountered the silhouette of a beastly monster. And accompanied by physician Seung Bi, played by um Beidu Na, the enigmatic the enigmatic Yung Shin, played by Kim Seung Kyu, um, and his personal guard Mu Yong, played by Kim Siang Ho. Um, who's an ancillary character, but nevertheless has an important piece there. Anyway, Prince Ying Chang must prevent the advance of the plague towards his home capital of Hangyang, Hangyang, present day Seoul. While addressing the sinister coup masterminded, masterminded by Minister Cho, Cho Hakju, played by Ryu Xiong Ryong, and his family aimed towards his deception or his deposition from the crown. So, 
in a nutshell, all that means is the crown prince comes back from somewhere. I don't know where he's been, but he's come back um, because he wants to see his daddy. Basically, he hadn't seen his daddy in a minute and he wants to come back. He's been told that his daddy is sick. Now, there's these ministers in the court that the only way that I could describe it is that the king definitely has their kingdom, right? Like the king is ruling, right? But then there's these priests or these ministers that are like the the king's, the emperor's, excuse me, the emperor's guides of sorts. So like they have some autonomy and they can provide um guidance to the king so long as the relationship is is um amicable not amicable but um so long as the relationship is a good one between the king and the ministers but what has happened is the 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 king took sick or the emperor took sick and these ministers are like hmm this guy is sick unto death And so let us go and write for the prince. Let's get him in here. And though the king has a bride, she's with child. We don't, we don't know if the child is going to be a a girl or a boy. Obviously, you know, if it's a boy, you know, the crown prince is, is been usurped. And now the new crown prince is the baby boy. Um, And so I think if I'm not mistaken, how it would work is that the wife of the emperor, which is the empress. Um, I don't even know if those are the terms that this was, this was used in this movie. And I feel weird about that, but I'm going to just go with it. Cause I'm, I'm using King and emperor interchangeably. Um, but anyway, you know, she, the, the King or the emperor's wife would, you know, essentially serve, until the baby, the baby boy is grown enough to take on the crown as being the king or emperor. Um, and yeah, this is saying king. So let's just go with king because nobody said emperor. I said emperor. Anyway, so yeah, so so that's kind of the whole scenario that's been set up. But anyway, so the crown prince comes back and he's like, let me see my daddy. And they wouldn't let him see him. Now, what you need to know is that... Um, the there's this one evil minister who is secretly the daddy to the queen um who is with child and we just don't know if it's a boy or a girl um anyway so you know and he's been plotting all this time i need you to watch this film and i'm about to spoil a little piece but it's not going to spoil the entire film the entire series for you it's still really good you should watch it but newsflash the king ain't sick he's dead he's a zombie now how did he get to be a zombie that's what you need to find in the episode in the season that's what you need to find out when you watch it anyway how did the plague spread you ask you need to watch this season to know that because there is an origin story and it is very interesting. And by the time we get to episode episode five or six, we learn how the disease of zombieism, and that sounds so weird to say, but like it literally spreads like a disease, like it had an origin. Somebody did something and made a zombie and then that zombie made some more zombies and then those zombies made some more and so on and so forth and so 
this crown prince who at first looked like a punk to me he was kind of like a punk but turned out to be like a for real prince like really stepping into his own could be the king type of thing leading people leading through adversity you know standing tall in the face of death and i'm not just talking about zombie death i'm talking about um the evil minister sending his goons after him to get him um death and being okay you know what i mean now there are some impossible things that happen in this but it wouldn't be an awesome movie if there wasn't a few impossible things that happen or i keep saying movie oh because i'm mixing up the movies so there's something impossible that happens in rampant and i'll get to that later but as it relates to kingdom there aren't really any impossible things that happen in that apart from zombies making zombies um and how to deal with that and all of that stuff and and daring escapes and all of that like near misses that's a part of it um certainly but it's really good like i said the average episode there are only six episodes in the season and it's the way it ended there's clearly going to be a season two um shoot the way netflix is just canceling brown people shows back and forth i hope there is a season two um but I don't know. I don't think it'll be canceled because if you look at um, when I looked at IMDb and uh, Rotten Tomatoes, um, Rotten Tomatoes has it as 89 percent fresh um, and IMDb has it 8.3 out of 10 stars. So critics liked it. People, the, the viewers liked it. I certainly enjoyed it. Um, so I think there will be a season two. Um, and I think in season two, it'll the way it ended, the way it ended, um, it was like there was gonna be a face-off between the bad minister and um, the bad minister and the soon-to-be king. But there's still the the thing about there's still the business of the queen who's with child. Now there's a thing about that, but I'm gonna leave you to that. Um, there's just a, there's a little something there, and I imagine you can guess what that little something is by now. Um, but anyway, it's six episodes. Watch it this weekend. Um, you won't be disappointed. It is in subtitles, so you will be. You, it's in uh, the Korean language, so it's you, you. You suck it up. You'll be okay. Read the subtitles. It's interest. It's interesting. You won't like if subtitles haven't been your thing before. I guarantee you. Once you get in the groove, after the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you'll just ride right into it. It'll be fine. Um, but the movie is just that, uh, the series is just that good. Um, like I said, the beautiful colors, it's just, it's, it's just kind of cool how their wardrobe and just to imagine that medieval um, Korea, South Korea and the kings and the warlords and all of that and, and how folks dressed and and the um the deference you had to show to some punk king or queen or ruler or whatever but you know you and and how peasants lived and like in the squalor that they lived in and then you have these fancy priests and everything with these beautiful gowns and and not gowns but robes and things and finery you know the 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 rulers and the kings and queens surrounded with finery and then you have the peasants in abject poverty poverty just like for real poverty poverty um i i enjoyed seeing all of that um and like i said the 
the episodes like when you sat down with it like I said I stopped only because I think it was just a little overwhelming because I knew it was I'm a scaredy cat I'm a little bit of a punk but if you are less of a punk than I am you will be able to get through all six um episodes um in a sitting because it's just that good um so yeah so like I said it's I I kind of it's based on a graphic novel that I kind of want to I kind of want to read now like I've never been that type to get into graphic novels like that just because actually I don't know why I just haven't so anyway yeah I'd like to get into that um and this would be a perfect for for a foray into it because I've already seen the series and I can only imagine that the graphic novel novel will be cooler do you know what I mean um and the and the I don't know I just think I just can't help but think that it'd be cool to go through that comic so anyway so that's kingdom um like i said there is going to be a season two so definitely try to catch it this weekend or when you have some time um but it's really good like i said it is in um the korean language but you'll get over that because it's just that good um yeah up next is rampant And now to talk about Rampant. Um, so real quick, it uh, was released in 2018, actually October 25th, 2018. Um, and it is a period action zombie film. Um, I'm reading from the Wikipedia page. Um, and real briefly, it says the film features a class between exiled Prince Lee Chung, played by Hyun Bin, and Josh, the, the Joshion the D- Joseon Minister of War, Kim Jajun, played by Jang Dungan, um, with the backdrop of a spreading zombie plague. So when I said it was similar to um, Kingdom, what I meant to say was that it is it's set in the same time frame with the same premise, except for the difference between um, how many siblings there are and the reason why the prince is coming back, the crown prince is coming back. But outside of that, the premise is nearly the same. It's not nearly as beautiful as uh, Kingdom. It's not nearly as involved as Kingdom. Um, Kingdom is the runtime for each episode. Each of the six episodes is, what, 46 to 50, 53 minutes or whatever, whereas the entire runtime for this movie, start to finish, is 121. Um, it's also not as well received um, by critics and, and audience mem- uh, goers alike. Um, I think Rotten Tomatoes had it at uh, 69% fresh, which isn't 63 which isn't super fresh um and imdb oh no horror what was it what was the name of it It was horror something um let me go back right quick oh haven of horror which this is a horror film just like um uh kingdom is a horror genre uh, series anyway um yeah they had them at three as well so three out of five three stars out of five and I tend to agree. Um, it's not as well done. And and this is the movie. This is the one where there are some fantastic things that happen that are really quite a little bit unbelievable. And so I'll get into that. But long story short, um, a prince comes back um, into town to see his father, who's also the king. 
Now, what you need to know is he had a brother. And I said had because his brother um, was in the kingdom with his father and had decided to betray his father with a bunch of monks and with the goal of deposing the uh, his father. Um, but the plan was discovered. And so instead of allowing the monks and the other people that were working with the crown prince to um, depose the king, instead of letting them go, uh, you know, be tortured and killed, he takes his own life right in front of the king um, after telling him, you know, telling him off to his face. Anyhow, so then there's left this. So the king is still in power. He's distraught now. Um, and there is a queen. Um, now, how does this come into play? Yeah, the queen of the crown prince, I believe she was pregnant. I don't really remember, but that's not central to this story like it's central to or it's a key plot in the story of Kingdom. Anyway, so the the second runner up, I guess, <laughs> or the first runner up, I guess, in the now crown prince, um, you know, he's coming back into town. Um, but the the emperor, the king's um, ministers, one in particular, the like the, the main daddy. Um, in particular, convinces um, convinces him that somehow or another, this younger, um, his younger son w- was a part of the plot too in some way. So anyhow, before he can get back though, um, or no, am I missing something? I might be missing something. Um, somehow or another, he goes on a quest to seek, that's what it is. Somehow or another, he goes on the quest to seek the wife of his deceased brother to protect her as um as it was his brother's dying wish to go protect her so that he go- he leaves the kingdom after having come there at his brother's request um he flees the kingdom to go find her and in doing that that's where he comes upon you know he hid he runs headlong into the plague that is the zombies um yeah, so it's darker. Literally, it is filmed darker. Um, the scenes are darker. The colors, the wardrobes, for the most part, are pretty dark. Um, yeah, but the choreography is cool for the most part. Um, and while they try to, you know, they keep the same um, period dress, you know, for peasants and, and courtesans and so on and so forth, like all the rich people. You know, they keep they keep the dress the same, but yeah, it's just darker and and lighting. It's just not very bright. Whereas Kingdom is bright to me, even even at night, it's still bright. And it's not really this movie doesn't really show bright to me. Anyhow, um, so yeah, so let me just so let me just go through it because I've I've kind of told you everything, or I've I've told you a lot, but let me just go back into it. So it says the in, in the plot is. In the Joshin dynasty, its King Lijo is viewed as overly deferential to the nearby Qing dynasty of China. His son, Crown Prince Li Zhong, uh, Yong, engages in a plot to buy European arquebuses. I don't know what that is. I know I'm mispronouncing that word. Anyway, um, to drive away the king, the Qing. Um, the plot is exposed by Minister by Minister of War Kim Jong Jun, who holds influence over the king and frames it as a rebellion. 
can meet the Europeans and learns that they have brought zombies called night demons. Now, I miss this. This little piece that I'm reading just now, it was so quick. It was like the first, like when they're introducing this, it's like maybe five minutes in, in length. And it's supposed to set up the entire plot for the movie. And you see how I missed it? And you see how in, when I was describing what was going on, I didn't even remember that. Um, because again, it was kind of buried in the movie itself. Anyhow, Kim meets the Europeans and learns that they have brought zombies called night demons. The crown prince commits suicide as penance so that his subordinates will be spared. So again, that's not why I thought. Like he, he commits suicide, but he commits suicide because he was trying to overthrow the king. He was, he was the, he was the leader of the, um, rebellion. Anyway. Um, so the, the crown prince commits suicide as a penance so that his subordinates will be spared. Joshin forces destroy the European ship and retrieve the ar- archibuses, 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 <laughs> archibuses buses we're just gonna go with that archibuses anyway but a joshin soldier is bitten by a zombie the soldier returns to his village where he turns and spreads the infection um the zombies okay i remember this but it was kind of early and it was a little bit gross too so basically the dude is sick as sick as a dog and so and it, it, it makes it seem as if he's been bitten and has been sick for some hours which is confusing throughout the movies because the movie because you have in some instances somebody's bitten and they turn within minutes and then there are some instances where it takes like half a day and then there are quite still other instances where it takes days and in this instance with the soldier it took days for him to come back he was sick as a dog and then he comes back and actually it's when he gets home and lays his head to bed that he um turns and it's really disgusting how we find out that he turns but i'll leave that to you uh if you decide to watch it anyway the zombies crave human meat and blood and are attracted by sounds repelled by sunlight and are stopped by decapitation or piercing the heart um the whole repelled by sunlight thing was true for kingdom as well which i don't get because if you're a zombie I still don't understand, like in the zombie genre, if you are uh, wanting to just eat human flesh, it don't, it shouldn't matter that the sun is up or not. Like that doesn't make a lick of sense to me. If all you live for is to eat so that you can live and then continue to eat again, if you are an eating machine, it don't matter what time of day it is. Anyway, but nevertheless, this is the the thing. I guess you have to allow the humans to, or the living to recuperate, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I just think think it's dumb. Anyway, the crown prince left a request for his wife, uh, Jiung Bin, an unborn child to be brought to his younger brother, Li Chung, to China for their safety. Li Chung had previously been left out of Joshin's order of secession and grew up abroad in the prosperous Qing. I missed all of that. I promise you, you gonna miss it too. The only reason why you know it is because I'm telling you because of this little synopsis here. Anyway, Lee Chung returns with his companion, Huk Sung, Hak Sung, um, landing in Jemulpo, but is attacked by Joshing assassins sent by the minister Kim and other ministers who are plotting a coup. The noise of the battle draws an attack by zombified villagers. Lee Chung and Hak Sung uh, are assisted by local partisans partisans that sounds weird to say anyway including park yul ryong former lieutenant to the crown prince and archer diok he the jumulpo partisans 
asks Li Chung to become crown prince, but he rejects the idea, wanting to return to China. Li Chung awkwardly flirts with Duke He. The only survivor of the would-be assassins is captured by Kim because of his, his, he is infected. The ministers arrange for a concubine to be infected. She later turns and infects the king. That was dumb, because I, I missed that too. Anyway, no, I didn't. No, 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 that's present. You know, you get that. You get that sense. They are telling the movie. Anyway, Lee Chung arrives at the king's court where he requests an army with which to crush zombies. The king initially agrees, but the minister in instigates him to rescind the order, claiming that there is no zombie outbreak, only a civilian rebellion. The J- Jamulpo partisans are arrested, while Lee Chung and Jung Bin are ordered to attend a banquet for visiting Qing delegation. At the banquet, the king fully turns into a zombie and is slain by Kim, who unleashes zombies that are there in an attempt to kill members of the palace and the queen delegation. Then rule with all potential opposition gone. However, Kim is bitten by a zombie, leaving the ministers turning on one another in a mad bid for power. Only Kim survives. He chops off his own hand to slow down the infection, then declares himself king. Gyeong... Bin convinces Lee Chung not to flee, but to protect the people. So Lee Chung, the royal guard, and his Jumulpo allies, freed from prison, proceed to fight the pre- to prevent the zombies from escaping the palace and attacking the capital. I'm not going to read any more of this because it's just boring, and they're literally telling you the entire movie. And it's almost no point to watch the film, but there, I'm going to stop. I've, I've essentially talked to you halfway through the film. Um, there's still some interesting pieces left. Um... Yeah, including a face-off between the new crown prince and the dirty, dirty uh, minister who's declared himself king, um, as well as a rooftop scene to die for. Um, Yeah, so in a nutshell, Rampant was entertaining, but it wasn't very good. Um, It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Um, So those ratings are pretty true. But nevertheless, if you are fiending for South Korean films... um, this is just as good as any, although I would watch Kingdom first, I think. Um, but, you know, Rampant is still entertaining. Um, yeah, and even though there are white people in it, they're not in it for very long. Um, and it is fully focused on these two, this kingdom and the the main leaders warring against each other and zombies. So, ah, it'll feed your, it'll feed your appetite for it really will feed your appetite for gore i'll tell you that so so yeah it's all right all right so that's my review of the netflix um series kingdom which I'm looking forward to season two for that, um, as well as the movie Rampant that you can also find um, on Netflix. Um, like I said, Rampant is not as good as Kingdom, um, but it's still a, an interesting watch. It's, it's you, you know, you won't feel like you wasted your time watching it. So, um, and I, I just really hope I can't wait to, uh, for season two of Kingdom, and I hope that Netflix does right by this um, cast um, and by the fans out there of this genre of film, which is zombie horror historical pieces or period pieces, whatever. Um, I really like it. I think that's my jam, and so I'm just going to watch a bunch of zombie zombie movies set back in medieval times. 
Um, anyhow, yeah. So that's that. I hope you um, watch and borrow somebody's um, Netflix account or use your own. Um, and just give them a little, give them a little watch. Anyhow, um, yeah, I'm coming up on family reunion time. So I don't know, maybe I'll bring you some of that um, next episode. I haven't made up my mind. Anyway, that is it for now. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to leave me a message if you have any thoughts about Kingdom or Rampant because you've seen them already or are there are any other South Korean um, films that you think I might be interested in. Again, I'm all about uh, dabbling in, you know, historical, doesn't have to be super accurate, but like historical pieces and then action. If you could find me something like that. Um, that would be great because I will watch it. Um, yeah, so feel free to leave me a message. You can use the link in the show description um, to message me that way. You don't even have to download the app. You can just go right to my page and a little button. You click a little button. You can leave me a message there. Um, or, and while you're there, you can donate if you want to. Um, even 99 cents will be a helpful contribution. But if you don't feel like donating, um, because you don't want to do that, share the show with your friends, your family, anybody that you think might find um, the an episode, whichever one, interesting. That's how you're going to help me spread the word about this show. And I thank you so much in advance for um, giving me a favorable rating on all the places where you listen to this show, CastBox, Pocket Cast, um, Radio Public, the Google, um, Spotify, um, and Apple, the Purple app, all of the places where you can find this show. Um, thank you so much in advance for leaving a favorable rating because, again, that's how the show will you'll help raise the visibility of this show. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time.